Maria optimam parte legit, quae non auferitura mea. Mary hath chosen the best part, which shall not be taken away from her. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Immaculate Queen of Heaven chose this very day, 139 years ago, on a rainy evening, to appear at Knock. In this, the Mother of God revealed her exquisite sensitivity to the work of the Holy Ghost in the very arrangement of the liturgy of the Church. In this, the Mother of God tells us that what happens in heaven is intimately re related to the life of the praying Church on earth, and that the life of the praying Church on earth is all bound up in some way, taken up, assumed, we might say, into the liturgy of heaven. There's a background, of course, to the apparition at Knock, isn't there? The first thing is that the parish church of Knock was dedicated, remains dedicated to this day, to the very man who doesn't appear there at all, because his vocation was to become silent and invisible. He must increase, said to John the Baptist, and I must decrease. The Church of Knock was dedicated to John the Baptist, to the greatest of the prophets, to the man who, as a little child in his mother's womb, recognized the mother of God and leaped for joy in recognition of her presence. It is in some way St. John the Baptist who gives to the Church that title by which we call upon the mother of God in the Litany of Loreto, cause of our joy. John the Baptist, whose mission was to prepare the way of the Lord, mysteriously prepared the events of August 21st, 1879. True to his vocation, John the Baptist remained hidden. And there's another element to the mystery of knowledge. And that is the role of the Holy Souls. It is not widely known that the parish priest of Knock, Archdeacon Cavanaugh, seeing the poverty of his people, Ireland, County Mayo, 1879, seeing the immense poverty of his people, realized that they hadn't the means to make offerings to have Masses said for their dear departed. 
and having a true shepherd's heart. Archdeacon Kavanaugh said, I shall offer 100 masses without taking a stipend for the holy souls in purgatory, so that the departed of my parish will not be deprived of the suffrages of the church, of the holy sacrifice of the mass. It was only after Archdeacon Kavanaugh completed offering 100 masses that the Mother of God appeared. So together with the intercession of St. John the Forerunner, there was the intercession of the holy souls, who I think wanted in some way to express their gratitude to Archdeacon Kavanaugh and to the people of the parish of Knock. Knock is an Irish icon, an Irish icon. And as such, Knock has to be read. As you know, one speaks not of painting an icon, but of writing one, because an icon is a message. And the icon of Knock must be read, beginning with St. Joseph going from left to right. St. Joseph appears as the humblest of men. Everything in St. Joseph, every fiber of his being at Knock, is reverence and deference to the Virgin of Virgins, Mary of Nazareth who was entrusted to his care. It's a very beautiful thing to contemplate St. Joseph at Knock. He's utterly silent. His head is bowed. He wants to call no attention to himself. One might say that he has eyes only for his Mary. And then we come to the Immaculate Queen of Heaven herself. Here she appears as the beautiful organs, the praying virgin, the virgin of the Assumption. Mary showed herself at Knock in the glory of her Assumption. She manifested herself wearing a crown to show that she is queen of angels and of men, queen of heaven and of, and of earth. And she says not a word. Rather, her hands are raised in silent supplication, and her eyes turned heavenward, as if to give to all of us the secret of knock, a call to silence, to adoration, to the one thing necessary. Now, the traditional gospel for the Feast of the Assumption is the one we just heard. That is, it is taken from the 10th chapter of St. Luke's Gospel and recounts the hospitality extended to our Divine Lord in the Holy House of Bethany. This is the traditional gospel of the Assumption, and it sometimes causes people to wonder, why are we reading this gospel on the Feast of the Assumption? It is because the Church 
enjoying the freedom that comes to her from the Holy Ghost with regard to the sacred scriptures, opens this passage from St. Luke's Gospel and finding in this passage the sweet name of Mary, recognizes in Mary of Bethany an image of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Queen of Heaven. It's a beautiful intuition of the Church. And so, Mary is described sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. This is, in fact, a liturgical depiction of our Blessed Lady in the sweet repose of her Assumption. If you've ever been to Rome and gone to the Church of St. Mary Major, you will see in the apse of that church a wondrous depiction of the Queen of Heaven seated next to her Divine Son, the Virgin in the sweet repose of the Assumption. And the conclusion of the Gospel, Martha, Martha, our Lord's gentle reproach, thou art careful, meaning full of cares, and art troubled about many things. When the Immaculate Queen of Heaven appeared at Knock, the people of County Mayo were in fact troubled about many things. There was a great deal of political and social unrest over the land question. And the clergy were taking position on this burning issue of the day. The people were in a state of turmoil over the, the question. Here one was saying one thing, there another. There was a great disquiet about the land. Everyone was looking for some kind of solution to the problem. The Mother of God did not come with a plan for action. She came rather holding nothing in her hands, lifting them to heaven and showing us the one thing necessary. Today, Ireland finds itself in another kind of disquiet and turmoil. But the message of Knock remains the same, an invitation to be still and know that God is God. One thing is necessary, Mary hath chosen the best part, which shall not be taken away from her. Our Lady at Knock invites us to unite our hearts to her Immaculate Heart in the mystery of the Assumption, to join our prayer to her prayer, to enter into her contemplation of the Lamb. She contemplates the Lamb in glory and we contemplate the Lamb in the adorable sacrament of the altar. 
I could say much more about the Mother of God if not, but moving across the icon, we see St. John the Evangelist, we see St. John the Beloved who rested in Sinu Jesu on the heart of Jesus. John vested as a bishop of the church, holding the text, it would seem, of his gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And John, somehow made radiant by all that he contemplated in his apocalypse, he's raising his hand to signify that in the silence of the church, the bishops are called to raise their voice and to speak the word of truth. And then, moving across the icon, we come to the altar. Everything in the icon of Nock is in movement towards the altar. And there, upon the altar, we see the immolated lamb, the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world, the same lamb whose immolation is renewed in an unbloody manner on all the altars of the church and the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We see the lamb, and we read in St. John's Apocalypse that the lamb is the light of the heavenly Jerusalem. The lamb shines with a heavenly radiance, with a divine radiance. And behind him, there is the cross to signify that the Mass is a true sacrifice, that the Mass is the sacrifice of Calvary, offered sacramentally, that is to say, in an unbody manner. The victim, the Lamb of Calvary, the priest, the priest of Calvary, the same sacrifice. This was the great truth of the Catholic faith for which so many Irish gave their lives. The priests were derided for being massing priests, sacrificing priests, and the devotion of the people went to the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Knock is a luminous affirmation of this confession of the Catholic faith by the Irish people, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And then, all around the altar, in a kind of heavenly choreography, angels coming forward and then falling in adoration, coming forward and falling in adoration, a great movement that evokes the Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus of the Mass. What do the angels do in heaven, if not what we evoke at the end of the preface of every Mass in the Sanctus? They fall in adoration and they sing holy, holy, holy. All of this is given us in Ireland's most precious heavenly icon.
And so today, on this second to the last day of the Octave of the Assumption, Our Lady comes to meet us with this extraordinary image. And just as she held all of the words spoken to her in her immaculate heart, turning them over, so too do we have to receive the word of knock, hold it in our hearts and turn it over. For it is rich at once in mysteries and in graces. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.